0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the 2023 Plaque Legislative Internship Programme podcast. My name is Mary Amadi Abina, representing Delta State, and today we're going to be talking about youth political power and engagements beyond elections. I also have my cohort members and colleagues here with me to discuss today's topic, so I'll go ahead and allow them to introduce
1: themselves. Hi everyone, my name is Samuel Ajayi, and it's a pleasure to be here.
2: Hi, I'm Rachel Danipele representing River State.
3: OK, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Sunday Cristobal-Lubiyi, and I represent Ogun State. And uh, thank you for having us.
0: So as I had mentioned earlier, today's topic is about youth political power and engagement beyond elections. So we know that young people made their mark on the 2023 general elections with a high level of youth voter turnout and almost 40% of Nigerians are between the ages of 15 and 39. So my first question is for you, Samuel. Why do you think many young Nigerians registered in unprecedented numbers for the 2023 election?
1: Thank you very much for that question, Mary. Um, Looking at the data, I mean, obviously, we could see that a lot of young people have showed up on the election day and even in registration. But I want to point us to a more important fact because it really mirrors Nigeria's population as a whole. So about 70% of current Nigeria's current population is youth. It's youth. I mean, 42% of that is below the age of 15. Yes. So it is not going to be strange if we see a lot of people getting interested in election But beyond that, there's a lot of energy um, that comes from the first time young people really gathered and got involved in the political process. Um, vis-a-vis the NCSAS 2020 protests. And that energy has carried forward into the election that we recently had this year. And that is uh, something that I felt has driven the lot of interest that young people have in the political process. And for the goodness of Nigeria, it is a very, very good thing. Really good thing.
0: Thank you for that um, answer. Um, over to you, Rachel. So, like you had mentioned, you know, I think the Nsars protest kind of drove a lot of or rather incite a lot of passion in the youth. Um, do you think young people are still confident in their civic power?
2: Thank you very much, Marie. Um, I would say despite the um, you know the outcome of the elections, um, the mistrust many Nigerian youth got, maybe expecting a particular candidate or expecting their votes to be heard and to be counted and all, I would say that we still have that confidence that you know our civic power is still, you know, with us, and we still have a lot to do with that. Um, so I would, and I would ask or, um, you know, support the motion or the notion that you know conversations, peer-to-peer conversations, especially on our voting rights, what we should do, what we can do. Should you know, should be things that we should be discussing as youth. So, anytime you find yourself in a, an engagement with your fellow um, age grade, which we're always doing most times, we go and lash on Twitter. Instead of doing that, we should talk about our voting rights and what we can do to make the next election favour us or make us feel better. I'll say that.
0: Okay, so just to throw out these questions to everybody see that anybody votes in this year's elections.
3: Yes, of course I I still vote since twenty fifteen. I, I voted yes. in this okay and some
0: more.
1: Ah, unfortunately I could not vote I to a new city, so.
0: that's a valid reason. So again over to you, Rachel, with um the responses that you've heard from our cohort members, do you think young people will still be able to convince their peers to vote and to speak about elections and politics?
2: Um, before I would answer that I would say I think that would be like the um you know the positive side but let me go on the negative first um, few people I have spoken to would always go on the no they're not interested because of what happened uh, they took their time they came out using the answers using, um, the, which was on the police brutality and all um, then the Twitter ban the youths felt they had a lot to to do and to say and then only for their dreams to be shattered by the election that is even still going through rigorous you know processes but then i believe yes we would um and more would my sister was complaining the other day about you know doing advocacy and stuff and some of the connections she got wasn't actually meeting her expectation and i told her she has she has to continue at it mm-hmm. she has to keep speaking whether they are understanding or not as they say a little drops of water makes a mighty ocean so you have to continue so i'm i'm positive that you know it would spark interest and make us move forward and do better
0: thank you for that answer Rachel. this next question is for you sunday
3: mm-hmm.
0: how can young people be motivated to continue to push for justice political inclusion and social change in nigeria
3: okay thank you very much Mary. um in 2020 during the NSAS protest, I could remember very well I was very much active in the movement, right so during that time this and in my entire life, this is the first time I think young people you know got the attention of the government you know, and it was really really interesting now, moving forward, of course we 've lost our comrades to the protests and the movements, and um, it's so sad and all of that so moving forward I think for young people to push for social inclusion and justice i think we can we, we do not need, we necessarily need to go on the street to protest for our voices to be heard by government and all of that we can actually do this by advocacy by um, partnering with um, cso's like Plaque like and other cso's to you know get our voices heard and also get into the politics of nigeria Participate in politics, participate in 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 just like what we're doing here, get yourself involved. Because if you, real, you you could realize that to in Nigeria today, right now, young most most young people, a good majority of young people don't really care about what goes in goes on in, the, in government, right? Be it legislative and the executive and the judiciary. If not because of, if not during elections or prior to elections, we don't really care. After elections, Everybody goes their way, but I think we young people can do better. We can actually get our voices heard by advocating. We do not necessarily need to go to the streets to protest and all of that. We can actually do better by getting involved in terms of advocacy, in terms of activism and all of that. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for that um, answer, Sunday. Now, um, my next question is for Samuel. Mm. Uh, according to voter registration data from the Independent National Electoral Commission, which is the body that is responsible for the elections in Nigeria, more than half of new voters are young people aged 18 to 4 years. Um, you know, Sunday just finished talking to us about advocacy and activism and just generally getting involved in the whole process of elections, governance, etc. How do you think young people can be more forward-thinking in that aspect and also
1: action-oriented? That's a very good question, Marie. And I think uh, it warrants a background just to establish um, where we're coming from. So, I, I, earlier, Rachel was mentioning that um, um, people are not, some people are not pleased with the outcome of the election and some of them are disappointed. And of course, I have witnessed people express that sentiment everywhere on social media and um, but I want to always point out to a you know to an important point, which is that Nigeria is about 50 percent rural, 50 percent urban. And even at that, um, we should also be aware that the population distribution of Nigeria has, you know, some very, very interesting peculiarities, right? And also, we should also be aware that Nigerians as a whole, I mean, as a whole, don't share the same ideology or understanding of the political process. So that means that the outcomes of the election, right, is a reflection, generally speaking, right, of the voices of the different youths that we have within the country. Now, the next question would be then, How do we then make sure that, you know, the young person in the rural area, the young person in the city, that their interests are aligned, right? Because, of course, we are talking about being forward-thinking. We are talking about being involved in the political process. We are talking about all of these important things. We also, have to talk about the different interests and yearnings of youth across Nigeria. And so that brings us to the question, what are the lessons we've learned here? And then how are we then taking those lessons and taking them forward, right? What have we learned, right? How are we seeing the voter distribution regarding the election data, regarding the different political candidates? Where did they get most of their votes? And how did they get most of their votes? Now, these are pointers for us. And then I like to always say this, that the political process within the Nigerian context is a marathon and it's not a sprint. Uh, Remember, the First Republic is just barely 23 years old. And because of that, that presents to us unique challenges. And so, as young people, we need to then look at it from that perspective. That okay, what are our quick wins? On, we had um, York to York to not York to run um, some few years back. Now we have about you know young people in descent. I mean, I heard about the House of Rep member who's twenty seven years old. Yeah. those are you know, those are things we can then build up, right? Yeah. So that means then. You know now the citizen process begins from election and continues into holding public officials accountable. I may not be I may not have voted for the president or my rep or the person in power, but I do have the office of the citizens allows me to hold him accountable yeah. so now the budget process is on the, on the way now we can you know get involved in that process we can look at the line items we can scrutinize it and call it online we can say okay these are the wrong things that they, we can organize right i mean all of us here we have learned a lot about how the national assembly works we can organize we can get those people involved and that's how we've gone long term you know that's how the long-term planning comes in and then as as we do that we get our own larger and larger share of people this is a long-term thing i mean we have in just a few people in the HOR, maybe in the next 10 years, several of us here will also already be in the assembly, and then we'll keep pushing on the agenda.
0: Wow, thank you so much, Samuel, for such a loaded answer. (laughs) Um, Just to um, piggyback off of what you said, uh, you know, you, you kind of, and I think that kind of brings us to our next question, you know, you had stated that there is a difference between the urban youth and the rural youth. and before i ask sunday my next question i just want to know how many of us here are active on social media i know i am
1: no oh, <laughs> quite at <that> all <laughs>
0: <part. laughs> all of us here are very We're much active right yes <laughs> and i know that when we have an opinion or two to share you know we carry our phone you know go on twitter or go on x sorry and just quickly throw out some words and then post it and we have our opinions you know out for the world to either scrutinize agree or disagree with However, there are some people who do not have mobile phone penetration. There are some, some areas where there's poor internet connectivity and lack of internet connectivity and internet penetration. So my question for you Sunday is, what is your take on the millions of vulnerable Nigerian youths in rural areas whose voices are not heard via social media?
3: Okay. Um, now, it's very, very, very heartbreaking for, in this age and time, where um, um, we've, come, we've come into the digital age, right? Where, and some, Millions of young persons do not have access to the internet, social media, and all of that. So it's now on our part, right? We are learned, you know, we, and, and we are learned in some field of um, social, so, um, social, media.
0: So,
3: social media, thank you, to, so, you know, take their aspiration, take their um, the ideas and put it out there. You know, every day we go to these rural areas. Or if you're not opportune to go there, you find time, you go there, you ask questions. What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? You know, how can I, how, what do you What do you think or where do you think government can, you know, help you and all of that? And then take it back to social, um, and put it on the social media. You say it X, you put it there and you get their voices heard mm-hmm. uh, through these platforms and all of that. And it also reminds me, in 2020, in 2021, right, the last administration banned Twitter, and I think it's very, very, very disappening for any government, any government at all, to, you know, ban social media like, like that because of one thing or another. And I think it is moving forward. I think it is very pertinent for we young people to to advocate to government on ways by which social media can be very beneficial to the government itself and also to we to every nigerian citizens especially the people living in the rural areas thank, thank
0: you. you so much sunday for that um, answer and um, yeah uh before i move on to my next question i just want to you know, bring us up to speed on what we've been talking about. You know, youth participation, um, youth political power, and you know, there's been a lot of what I say uncertainty in terms of where our future holds or what our future what our future is like for the youth in Nigeria. Um, so, my question to you, Rachel, is how can you convince your fellow youth that young people can still change the country? And this work goes beyond just elections you know and what can they do or how can they engage themselves beyond the elections yes it's positive and you know to some extent a good good enough start that you know we have young people around nigeria being interested in voting you know registering for their pvcs engaging on social media you know sharing their disheartened interest or rather sharing their lack of of trust for the government how How is how? how do you think we can convince young people that you know there's still hope in the future for us?
2: Okay, thank you. Um, I think I would start. I would take my cue from what Sunday said earlier, um, where we see youths and everybody sits back after the election is concluded. Um, For us to go beyond this and have the change that we want, we have to engage. Um, grassroots movements you know activism by coming together talking finding out what and what went wrong what and what we can do you know and find out ways that we can involve ourselves as youths in governance many youths don't even know they have a right to vote they have a right to even ask questions they have a right to hold their leaders accountable they don't even know anything so we can move beyond elections by engaging grassroots movements and all this advocacy during and after the voting cycle. So that by the next four years when they're saying another voting, you know, another time to vote is here, the youth are now aware. They are now more informed of what they are seeking. All these vote buying and rigging and all this will now, you know, to come to an end because I now know what I want. And I know how to get what I want.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Rachel, for your answer. Um, and just to close out our podcast, I just want to briefly state that I think Rachel has succinctly explained um, you know, the importance of knowledge and educating ourselves on the electoral process, the three arms of government and even beyond that and you know it it does start from the grassroots um, um, um initiative um you know they, we often hear this um statement that knowledge is power and you can't really do much if you don't know what you're supposed to do or how to go about it um and that's just to even you know think plaque for this initiative and this program. Yeah. I came into this program with, with a very oh, very limited knowledge of the National Assembly, of our legislative arm, um, and you know, through our trainings, through our workshops, and even with our engagements with our committees, with our legislators, and you know, so many employees within the National Assembly. I've learned quite a lot. I've understood the process of legislation and you know it goes beyond what we hear on TV, it goes beyond what we read on the on the newspapers. So I just like to thank my cohort members, mm-hmm. Samuel, Rachel, and Sunday, for Participating and enlightening us on youth pol- political participation mm. in the elections. And
2: you thank, you <laughs> thank you too. Thank you
0: Thank you for sharing your knowledge with the world. And you know, next time, bye.